elegant weapon for a more civilized age. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to an elegant weapon. My name is J.M. Clark, the Jedi Ross, and I am your host. Thank you for joining me once again, all you beautiful babies. This week on the show, we get to the bottom of a bit of a mystery. Many events ago, at our home away from home, Gotham Central Comics and Collectibles in beautiful Mississauga, Ontario, I was attending an event, and there was a brand new table with some brand new faces and a brand new book. That book was called The City, and it got the whole scene of buzz. We were all like, who are these guys? Where did these guys come from? Well, this week on the show, kids, we get to the bottom of that question when I travel back out to Gotham Central Comics and Collectibles to meet up with David Choi, Dickie Siregar, and Dave Pretorius. This is the creative team behind The City. These guys turned out to be awesome, very cool cats, and I was so grateful that they uh, made the journey out from Toronto to Gotham to meet up with me and make some pod. You're going to hear all about it. You're going to hear about their origin story, how the city came to be, and where the city is going. It's very cool stuff. In fact, you'll all be able to check it out online for free, as you'll hear in this conversation. Lots of cool stuff coming from these guys. Uh, And again, very cool cats. So it was an absolute pleasure to sit down with the creative team behind the city. Please enjoy my conversation with David Choi, Dickie Siregar, and Dave Pretorius. Good times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All good. This is actually, I think, the first time we've all been present for an interview. Yeah. We've never done one as a whole group. There's oh, really? Been, like, Dickie and Dave have done one. We've each done individual things, but as a trio, first time. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So you all get right. the exclusive. Right well, it's there, cool you know? because <laughs> I want to get to the kind of origin of it all, too. Because from my perspective, you know, I've been coming to this shop for years. And I can't remember exactly which event it was a couple events ago. Yeah. But I came and you guys were just here. Tenth anniversary party. That's I don't know. Was that up. the first yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. Was the first you guys one. just kind of showed up here out of nowhere, and th- all of us were just like, "Who, who are these guys?" You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but so everybody knows, uh, we're here today at the legendary Gotham Central Comics and Collectibles. Uh, it's a rainy day in Mississauga, but it's a fun day because I'm finally getting to sit down with the creative team behind the city graphic novel. We're here with Dave, Dickie, and Dave. That's just an awesome creator lineup right there. Triple D. Yeah. Uh, so, but so as we were just <laughs> yeah. saying, you guys kind of came out of nowhere. We're nowhere. Uh, are you all in Mississauga? Where are you guys from? How do you know each other? What's the deal? Uh, we're all based in uh, Toronto. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're all like mutual friends, I guess. And then we were all like mutual friends. And then we kind of like got together for this project. Yeah. I, I didn't know Choi, like Dave, be- before yeah. this. I've known Dickie for... How long have we known each other, Dickie? Like 22 years? 20. 20. Yeah, 2002. So 21 years. 20 years now. All the way back to college. College, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so does the project bring you together or just the friendship thing? Um, well, I don't know. I, I guess you guys can speak to that a little bit more. They, they started before me. I wasn't part of it to begin with. Okay, well, let's clarify first who does <laughs> yeah. what. Dickie, yeah. what's your job on the creative team? I'm... 
I am the illustrator. Okay. Uh, I do a lot of pencils. I do the inking. I'll do the design for the characters, how they look. Okay. Uh, each and every one of them, the layout, like uh, the props, right you on. know, yeah, to yeah. the little itty bitty de- uh, details, coloring, and all that stuff. Okay. Uh, the logos too. So. Right yeah. on, Dicky. Sorry, uh, Dicky. Dave. Uh, I'm David. Uh, I'm the writer. <laughs> yeah. I just sit back, write, and watch these guys do their work. <laughs> okay, right on. I'd say you're more than that, though, too. Like you are marketing, you are promotions. Like yeah. we're we're we yeah, tend to be I, the quieter guys of it, and Dave's uh, the guy that's out in the corner. Dave's the brain. I like young Dave's Dundas, where right on slinging comic books, you know. And other Dave, what is your involvement? I am the colorist and letterer. Okay. Book. Yeah. Now, so obviously, guys, you knew what you were doing before you got together then. So have you been into the community? Like, have you guys been going to shows for years? Like, yeah. Yeah, these guys have. Yeah. I, I have it. For me, it's like completely new. Like, me and Dave Pretorius goes all the way back to okay. Ottawa. And Dave Pretorius, Dave is, used to work in a comic book shop in Ottawa. Yeah. And oh, we were both okay. into comics. Our mutual friends in college, they were also like comic books. You know, comic so how do you guys yeah. end up out here? Uh, <laughs> Twenty so, years worth of story. Yeah. Well, here it was. Uh, I mean, gotten specifically, it was through Jonathan Kochuba. Uh, but so wait, I, sorry, I, I, I sorry. Can't you're even, working uh, at a comic shop in Ottawa. Yeah. Well, so before that, even Dickie and I were taking uh, animation <laughs> in uh, at Algonquin College in Ottawa. Yeah. That's okay. where we met. We were yeah. in the same class first year. Okay. I was like 19. I think you were 20. 21 yeah somewhere in there and uh yeah you know we were in school together the whole time i left ottawa in 2005 but dickie stuck around for a while stick around yeah uh you know i kind of moved around for a little while and then settled in toronto in 2010 and i've been here ever since okay and then i had no idea that dickie was living in toronto until i saw that he was doing a comic book Oh, really? I hadn't talked to him in maybe 15 years. Okay, that's cool. Come on. What kind of coincidence yeah. is that? Yeah. So, yeah and yeah. I saw, you know, they had a Kickstarter, and I, I was, like, immediate back. Like, we talk, like, we, we keep in touch in a social media basis sure. on yeah. Facebook. I've seen Dave's post, and I'm like, hey, man, that's cool. Or I post something like, oh, that's cool. Then we sort of catch up in Instagram once in a while. So it's not like it's completely, like, lost yeah. for the last... 20 something years right, right but in person right. was yeah like a very long time in, yeah that's rad you mentioned a kickstarter which kickstarter would that have been that would have been for the yeah the very first, first issue, uh, issue uh, black and white version. yeah the black and white version we did a kickstarter okay and um, that was at that point it was just me and Dickie okay and uh, we had we were planning the the comic book for like six months prior and then we were just like working on world development and designing characters and stuff like that okay and then um, when Dickie started penciling, I believe, that's when we, uh, we were like, okay, let's actually try to raise some funds. So we did the And you're kind of like, hey, I know this guy who colors and letters too kind of thing. Yeah. And then the, sort of. You, the, you the, like to form Devastator kind of thing? The black and white version had been released before. Yeah. They, like, we didn't even really talked about it. Like, uh, okay. Yeah. I think, if I remember, there was like a, a stretch goal to get the book colored. And, like, if you hit a certain amount of yeah, money, you yeah. guys were going to hire a colorist. And at this point, I I had never colored anything before. Really? Like, digital-wise, I had, I had <laughs> never done it before. I you know, painting or whatever. Like, all, all my experience doing art was always hand-drawn, traditional kind of stuff. So, okay. But I had gotten, a, uh, like, a small animation job 
at the end of the summer in what 2021 and i needed to get a graphics tablet so that i could work on this because i had been out of animation so long i was like what you don't use pencils anymore what's going on (laughs) right so i had to get the tablet and i did that and then i had the tablet so i was like i just paint and try try things out with awesome I love trial by error. Learning yeah. things while you're actually doing them is often. The oh, I know you part. can do it. Yeah, yeah, I know you can do it. <laughs> yeah. because I've seen his work. I've seen his art. Like you had faith. We're, we're like in the same class. We drew a lot together. Okay, so yeah. like he inked my work back in college. Yeah, like, yeah. It was we like did uh, pieces back in the day. Oh, yeah, nice. yeah. So it's just okay. one of those things when you know a capability of a, a, a person. Yeah. And you know they can do it. Right, and I know right. he can do it. And yeah, I was like, goes. yeah, that was just it. It was just I believe he can do it. So okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, so this project is that point, and now you just brought up a name that we'll recognize in Mr. Jonathan Kochuba. Oh, yeah, yeah, Kochuba. Yeah. So he introduces you to Gotham? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm trying to remember, like, I can't remember how we all met. I met Jonathan yeah. through uh, Cartoons Kayfabe Ringside Seats Facebook group. Yeah, he okay. was selling um, issues <laughs> one and two of Fly the Flytrap, yeah. and they were doing a promo where if you bought the first two, you would get... Uh, he was just going to do an original sketch for you. So awesome. I got him to do a sketch for me and everything, and he sent it so fast. Jonathan's he's crazy fast. Yeah, he's really quick. good. Yeah. And then they were doing... Uh, he came to the pop-up. Now I remember. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so we were releasing issue two, and he showed up at our pop-up. Yeah. Kind of thing. Because we do a pop-up. Yeah, what do you mean by pop-up? Oh, so... Uh, you want- yeah, so... Oh, sorry. We, we do a <laughs> pop-up for every issue that we release at uh, the Sidekick in East Toronto. There's a con. They let us set up yeah, a table yeah. with all our stuff, and like we basically set up a con table on the front of their okay, store. So, yeah, okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Jonathan and Eddie came by, and then like through that, like we kind of like became like more familiar, and then and I then they like, were they, doing something at Sidekick too, like maybe even before us. Now that I'm thinking about it, I remember wanting to go down and see them and meet them in person because I had met them online first, but right. But it was something like that. We, yeah. were, we were showing up at each other's events and just, cool. you know. Yeah, just supporting each other. And then now we're, like, like great friends. Like, they're well, awesome. sidekick makes sense. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, like, that's, that's my neighborhood of... shop, too. Like, I'm right, I, like, right around there. See, I thought you guys were Saga Boys. No. And no. that's why I was initially, because I thought, okay, I, I had initially thought you guys were, like, like Carlos knew you guys. So he was, like, come do this thing. It was help pushing your book and, and shit. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, they must be kind of local guys or whatever. That's why I was like, let's meet at Gotham. That sounds fun and easy. Yeah. And then I realized in the middle of a fucking thunderstorm, I make you guys drive up <laughs> from Toronto. I would have happily been an hour and a half. Well. <laughs> but that's okay because it's fun being no, here. No, we're happy oh, to be here. Oh, yeah, I like it here. We're excited. Yeah, it's it's been a while so. since I've been at the sidekick, though, and I know Jason and Chris have just yeah, outdone like, themselves with that place. So I want to yeah. go back Chris is since awesome. it's grown and yeah. got bigger. Yeah, it's Chris a good is, shop. It's a yeah, good place. Yeah, yeah. I, I drew there too, like once in a while. Like, yeah. I, I recorded there a few times, um, mostly like in the first year or two that they had opened. Um, right. Because it, you know, it's not that easy for me to go from Burlington to Toronto all the time. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, great, great little hub they've built there for yeah. things like this. So yeah. it makes perfect sense. You meet Jonathan there, mm-hmm. right? So he's like, "Hey, have you heard of Gotham?" Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he, yeah. So Jonathan was like telling me about all the other um, venues that we should go to, right? Like, like whatever event was happening, he's like, "Hey, you guys should go to this and this and that." And then um, forgot them. He was like, hey, this is a great opportunity for you guys to meet all these other creators. Yeah. And then he was like, hey, I'm going to introduce you to Joey. 
like talk to Joey, and mm-hmm. then like t- I spoke to Joey on the phone, and then she's like, "Yeah, you sound great. She guys should come by." Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. we came by, and then from then on, like we just started meeting all the other creators here, right? And it's been like, yeah, like Carlos, like you guys, it's awesome. Like this community is like amazing. Yeah. Carlos has done a special yeah. thing. Like, yeah. yeah, this place, you know, over the 10 years has been absolutely insane because it used to be across the street there. Oh, really? Yeah, you know, the little plaza right across the street. They yeah. were in there for like a year or two in this tinier place. And then when they moved over here, it was just that half. This half was a different store. There was a wall there. Oh, wow. So Gotham was originally just the one half that you see over there. Yeah. This side became available. So he got a hold of it, and they let him knock this wall open. So that's why this place is the mm. mega room that it is. Yeah, now, right? yeah. This that's is the biggest comic shop I've rooms. ever been to. It was originally, yeah. But just, just the heart that he's put into building the community aspect of it. Like, I don't know any other shops and, that do as many shows. Yeah. Or in-store appearances, or this or that. And every comics, literally every comics, is inside <laughs> a bo- a board and a bag. Like yeah, each oh, and no. every yeah. con, like everything list looks crips. Like it's, you yeah. Know. No, he takes care of things. Yeah, and uh, it's definitely become the elite of the elite. Especially when you got guys like Larry working here. Fantastic staff, fantastic <laughs> people. Um, it's kind of interesting. Can I ask your backgrounds? Yeah, to you. What are you guys? I'm Korean. I'm from Korea. Okay. Indonesian. Indonesian. Okay. Yeah. So you're not Filipino. No. no, I get that a lot though. I'm just, I'm that, just uh, connecting uh, and making sure. Um, yeah. No, it's just a funny coincidence because of uh, spent pencils. Yeah. You guys familiar with spent pencils? Uh, that's Arnold Trinidad. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys, oh, yeah, which yeah, is basically yeah. like the Filipino wrecking crew. Yeah, yeah. So Arnold's great. Not only is there this huge comic book culture here, but there's this huge like Filipino. Oh, yeah. yeah, like Francis. Like, yeah, yeah, and Joey. Yeah, yeah. It's if, injected. Yeah. So I was just curious. My, yeah, if yeah. if I get a toonie for. Every if I'm a Filipino question, I thought he was Filipino when I first saw him. 24, 25 years, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, like I'll be like living in the house probably right now, like putting down down payments. Yeah, I just assume you're another Mick or Mac like me. Yeah, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. Ontario born and raised. Right, right. Yeah. Which what are you? Irish, Scottish, German? Uh, what you got going? English, German. Right on. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. Okay, so we're at that point. Let's talk a bit about the book itself. Uh, what is the city about, and where does this come from? Writer. Writer? Come on. Writer, okay, creator. So yeah, this is a, your job. It's about an aging crime lord and his fall from grace, and it's set in a dystopian future. Um, the dystopian future, the background is like, it's loosely inspired by Akira, Blade Runner's Future LA, nice. Gotham City, like any anything kind of like dark dystopian, like that's the kind of stuff that I used to like reading. Right. And I think it's, I think we're all the same way too. Like we have like very similar like, like, um, aesthetic that we kind of prefer right yeah. and uh yeah so that's the basic synopsis of it um it, i've i went to writing school and uh it was my like thesis project okay and it was i wrote it as a feature length like screenplay oh, first yeah? but that was like 12 years ago 13 years ago now i think <laughs> okay yeah what age group what are, what are we talking here are you guys 30s and your 40s of 20s how old are you guys i'm 42 42 I'm 36. 36? 40. All right, you're right yeah. there. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I was in school, wrote a thing. Um, I kind of just, like, sat on it. And then over the past, like, like every other year, I'm always, like, re- rewriting it and, like, stuff like that. And then COVID happened, right? Yeah. 
And, Perfect opportunity. Yeah, right? and then uh, I've always I've, I've known Dicky for a few years, and then I knew I, I've always loved his illustrations. And I, when we used to get drunk, I used to always come up to him and be like, yo, we got, we're going to work together. We're going to make comic books. Because like, I'm a manga guy, so I'm always like, okay. we're going to make comic books, Dicky. It's going to be sick, whatever. I got an idea, man. I got an idea. But I never like pulled the trigger on it. And then now it's COVID. We're like, man, I'm getting like desperate. Like, I'm like, what's going to happen? Like, am I ever going to actually like make this like a reality? So I wrote like a little treatment. I called Dickie up, but hey, let me pitch you an idea. And I, at first, I don't think he was very, like, <laughs> yeah, I think he was kind of doubtful of it, <laughs> which is like... Uh, so total faith over on this side, not so much over no, on this no. side. All right, I got you. <laughs> much longer uh, relationship prior to that, right? We, yeah. We, okay. We were, yeah, we were looking for a colorist, right? And I was like, now this is a tricky part. I was like, I mean, I don't know a lot of people, like, Connection-wise, or you know, in the community-wise, whatever. So you know, the, yeah, it, go, it, it goes. Yeah, it yeah. goes. It goes back to that first thing. Like, like, if you know someone knows how to do it, can do it. And, Hell you know, yeah. And, yeah. And Dave Pretorius you know. is somebody over the years that you know I like his stuff over the years. Like, right. hey, he can do it. Like, I think yeah. you know. So, yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything. So you is took so, a little convincing on uh, yeah. what Dave had going yeah. on over here. Yeah. yeah so I think uh, for the first months, like I sent him the treatment. He was like, "Yeah, okay, it's that kind of doable, like whatever." And then um, uh, I kept calling him, and then we like expanded upon the idea. And then eventually, uh, we're like, "Okay, let's do every Saturday. Let's do a meeting." So every Saturday for an hour, we had like like meetings. Okay. And then we would just expand on the universe and like create characters and like create like the weapons they would use like the different neighborhoods that they're going to be hanging out in and all six that. months i think the first yeah. six months it's yeah. just casual it was, fun it was just creating yeah. characters you didn't put any time limits on yourselves yeah. or anything it was like character by character soldier by soldier like yeah. what's the gun gonna look like what's the rifle gonna look like you know the vehicle's yeah, yeah. gonna look like all that stuff yeah, yeah. it was yeah. so long honestly because it was only like a saturday like project yeah. so every saturday we were working yeah. on it right yeah. yeah so it took like six months and then it finally when i was like hey let's actually like test our skills out so um our, our first chapter is actually like a test run so i call it a teaser um so we're like hey let's see if we can actually do it create like a proof of concept so we just did like and then we just like went for it we're like okay let's just fucking do it that is awesome <laughs> like, that is awesome yeah six months took you guys yeah. to put this whole thing together uh and then you got to a point where you were like Let's kickstart this shit and let's go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Awesome. Where did the, like, initial idea come from? Like, was there a moment that the, the, the okay. idea hit <laughs> yeah. you? Yeah, so the idea, is, it came from, like, laziness. So, basically, uh, <laughs> it's a thesis project. And yeah. I proposed that I was going to do a 90-page, oh, no, I think it was, like, 120-page uh, screenplay. And then, for me, it's like, I don't want to do anything, like, super original because then that just... It just takes so long to like actually create something. So okay. for me, I was like, okay, let's do something that's kind of corny, but let's do a biblical illusion. So the structures are already there. The characters are already like written. I just gotta like right. kind of adapt it to like a, to my own like world, right? Yeah. So, it's not so much laziness; it's just extended periods of work in between, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and and for me, I was just like, let's just get this project done and let's just pass. Right. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, let's just yeah. get, let's just get out of the school. Let's just so, go for it. Yeah, so I just like I started writing, and so I wrote. I, I mean, so I based it off um, uh, King David's story in the Old Testament. Okay. 
So, because I, I was like, okay, that's let's, cool let's just make a biblical illusion. Let's pick a character from the Bible because the Bible already has all these like crazy stories or whatever. Oh yeah, full of archetypes, you know? right? Yeah. So my my English name is David. So I'm like, you know what? Okay, David, let's choose him. And then I started reading up on on that character, and then there was like the King Saul character as well. So I was like, okay, I like this guy because he's kind of he's. Um, so it's basically his fall, fall from grace, right? He was yeah. the first like king. I don't want to do a whole Bible lesson, but he right, was like yeah. the first like like the king. He like united the Israelites and then whatever, whatever. And then um, King David came along, and then people liked him more. So he was kind of getting like shooed out. Mm. So he was really paranoid, and then he wanted him like killed and all that. So yep. I was like, oh, this guy is actually he's more my style. <laughs> so right, let's write about right. him. So I I kind of picked him as like the main character and then i adapted him to like this like cyberpunk dystopian like world that's awesome yeah. so you've got your story you've you've dwindled it down from a from a thesis script into a comic book script yeah and then you sit around for six months and now the designing of all these characters how does that process begin do you just sit down do you like David, you explained to Dickie, this is kind of what I'm envisioning. I'm, I'm kind of a dictator, You just start yeah. playing with stuff. He's a photographer. He's a fashion photographer. Okay, so he helps. sent me a lot of like model photos and all that. So it's a okay. good inspiration for that. Yeah. And my animation training just kicked in with like creating like four different headshots, okay. like two different shots of bodies, like two different like designs. So... I gave him options of like you know possibilities what this character looked like oh, with this hairstyle great. with that hairstyle goatee no goatee yeah. piercing no piercing so it's like Did a character creation screen in a video game you know you can pick yeah. whatever one you want and combine the things yeah yeah and then you kind of talk and yeah. Like, yeah I like this right but the like reference that. that he gave me the photos also helps a lot of yeah. like fashion I didn't know fashion industry can be so. I don't know. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Very visually. It's a big help. They yeah. Do a lot of tricky stuff, right? But I also got, oh, sorry, go. No, go ahead. But I also got a lot of stuff that I've read growing up right. that I put into like, you, you know. You got to put your own flair in there too. Little flair, I mean, yeah. this is a team effort, yeah. right? So did it gel really easily for you guys? Did it come together quickly or were some characters a struggle or? I think it I think we work pretty well together. Um, I think definitely at, at points, like, I definitely want, like, my own, like, thing <laughs> there. So I, like, push him to just, like, agree sure. with me. But yeah. uh, most of the time, like, I think we, we have a good balance. And when it comes to, like, designing, like, the characters or, like, whatever, um, at first, I'll, I'll provide him with, like, a mood board of all these, like, different, like, actors and, like, models and, like, the clothing styles and stuff. And then I'll give it to Dicky, and then Dicky kind of comes up with his own thing. Right. And most of the times when he does that, um, I feel like it, it kind of, uh, yeah, I think it's probably like 50-50. Like, um, Dicky will just come up with his own designs, and I'm like, oh, fuck, this is, like, way better. <laughs> like, for instance, like, the Legion, like, it's like the, uh, we have this, like, uh, syndicate called the Legion, and then they kind of take control of the, the city, and they have, like, their signature, like, soldiers. And at first, like, for me, I thought of like Italian gangsters like in suits 
and then Dicky came in with this like cyberpunk like vibe and I'm like oh fuck this is way better <laughs> like so yeah, we were like yeah, yeah. but he like kind of like I think it was like a whatsapp message right he was just like hey I'm thinking like just this and then he sent it to me and then I'm like yo this is like so good <laughs> Let's just yeah go it's this. a little nerve wracking right yeah. like you gotta like write this thing and then kind of give it over to somebody else and you can't help but have a vision in your head yeah, yeah. exactly what this kind of has looked like all this time you've been writing it right yeah like yeah. when I'm writing it I'm, I'm writing it with like a character design already in my head and yeah. even with like some of the major characters um for instance there's a character named grims and uh, i didn't imagine him having a katana on the side okay <laughs> but they just put a katana on the side yeah and i'm like yo this is so dope <laughs> like, right sure yeah like it's yeah. so sick yeah yeah and then, i i've learned a lot talking to writers because i've asked occasionally and they're like some like you know bigger writers pro guys like do you ever get nervous do you ever like like when you've sent the story out and you're waiting for the art to come back do you get nervous that it's just not going to be what you're envisioning and 99% of them say no it's Christmas no matter what I write I give it to the artist when I get it back it's awesome it's I never not amazed by what an artist sense because I think yeah. Troy and I already know for a bit even before the project so he knows my style yeah yeah so yeah. that helps a lot and I think if you're hiring a complete stranger, that's when you get nervous, I think. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or it's just like, because, like, yeah. I mean, a lot, like, where you're with a publisher and they're like, you're with this artist. Yeah. You don't exactly know how mm -hmm. it's going to jive or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, the best work always seems to come out of, uh, out of, like, you know, like a pre union sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Or on the other hand, sometimes struggle. Like Capullo and Snyder, they didn't even really like each other when they. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, they yeah. were like. They put them together for Batman, and they were like, how's this going to work? And they butt heads quite a bit. Oh, really? Yeah, they'd never uh, met. I didn't know that. Different styles. Oh, wow. They, they, they butted heads <laughs> until, you know, they kind of finally figured it out. But once they did, now they're, like, in love with each other. Now yeah. they're, like, it's weird how art can unify you. Just the process right. can, like, bring you closer together yeah. and make you understand somebody else a little differently, right. you know? On, on that note as well... Um on the environment stuff as well like i just want to like uh, give props to dave as well um when it goes to like coloring it, it's, it's not like when the inking stops like that's when like the idea is kind of like you can't have any in more input into oh, the no, panels more uh like yeah, dave yeah. comes in with the colors and he does com things that are completely different but for our coming up chapter four um for instance, there was like stone statues that we um, that when I was writing, I, I pictured it as stone statues, and we end, ended up going as stone statues. But Dave, during the process, was like, "Hey, what about um, holograms?" And I'm like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, that's, no, I'm that's trying to like futurize it as much as possible. <laughs> nice. like, a lot of times, like I'll see signs and billboards and shit. Like, can I just make this like some see-through hologram kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, or some neon lights. It doesn't always need to have like that kind of old world architecture or anything like that but then sometimes it, it works it depends on the context obviously right and, right and i see the scripts when i get them and i see the artwork but there's very little direction i'm ever really given beyond that they just let me do whatever do you enjoy I that i do yeah because okay, yeah. it, it allows me to feel like i have some creative input in the book as well like, of course yeah. and, and, I'll, and i'll say this about both these guys they, they've always made me feel like an equal on it you know you don't i feel like if you're interviewing a creative team you're not usually talking to the colorist you know what i mean oh, i talk oh no I, like they don't get the shine usually like I, I can name a few that are are household names for comics like dave stewart or someone like that but 
Yeah, you know, yeah. A uh, lot of times, callers kind of you put the work in, you start to know. You know, that's yeah. like kind of how like Paris, uh, you know, kind of got well known in the scene. Oh yeah, Paris is know, great. Yeah, yeah. Like Paris Aline, just like no one knew for a while, but he just kept. <laughs> like plugging away at so you guys do the first kickstarter and you release the book in black and white this is before your involvement before at me, all, yeah. right mm-hmm. i was a, a backer that's so, all i was so it goes well you guys get funded you yeah. put out the first kind of de- is it straight up the first issue or like a demo like a zero issue or so it was for us it's like a proof of concept but then we called it chapter one okay um now but yeah <laughs> after that you guys bring dave on board um, do you redo number one or you just kind of left it alone yeah. and started with number two coloring or is there's oh yeah no they came in yeah okay yeah I dove right into issue one okay and it was like for that one I didn't even get the script they just gave me a copy of it in black and white and well, said, yeah, like just like, color this you're gonna do right yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 and you know I had seen the only color artwork I had seen at that time was the cover to issue one that Dickie had done and he just chose like you know cyan magenta yellow colors and that was it like really hyper saturated kind of stuff and i just took that and ran with it so do you guys approach dave and say we need a colorist learn how to color comics or do you, are you like i want to learn how to color comics um i was messing around with actually like digital painting and portraiture and stuff okay you already were like like yeah, for yeah. i'd done a couple of paintings and i was i think in the middle of a commission or whatever when they had uh approached me and i i got a message from dickie on like facebook saying like hey can i call you this first time i had I like heard his voice. And I forgot his years. voice, man. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot what he sounded like. It had been so long, right? So I, like I didn't mention it to today. Like I didn't know his voice. His like his heavy like this before. I'm like, I thought it was just kind of sexy. <laughs> it used to be a, a little bit high pitcher than this twenty years ago. Yeah, like you know, just the same shit. guy. Age loosens up the vocal cords, yeah. right? Um, and yeah, so he called me and just kind of. Just like, is this something you'd be interested in? Want to give it a try at least? I can send you a page and you can color up a page and we'll see how it goes. And the craziest coincidence in the world that I followed this artist named Death Burger on Instagram. Okay. He's a Spanish artist. He and, does a lot of like cyberpunk stuff. Yeah, and when we really start cool talking stuff. about, me and Troy start talking about colors, the first thing I thought, man, like human skin color is just so boring. Okay. Yeah, I'm just like yeah. it's done in comics. I, I like to, I like to be different. I want to be sure. I want it to be different and as sort of like a joke, it can be like cancel proof in the future. <laughs> yeah. So anybody gotcha. can play it, you know. Yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. need to talk about whatever. So then in the same time, I'm a fan of Death Burger. And Death Burger, I don't know if you're familiar with his no. work. His human don't have like skin color like it's all like blues and purples blue, yeah. pinks, purple magenta cool. yeah. and i and and i was like this is it this could be it so i sell it to Choi about death burger and he likes and me talk to pretorius and he happens to follow death burger too it was like oh nice. yeah, yeah. bob's your uncle and there we're all go. we're all on the same page what we want to do with it oh no, that's perfect yeah. Said, yeah. one yeah. thing to center in on yeah. be like yeah. Yeah. we all get this yeah good but i'm not trying to like ape the way that he colors or, or do what he does oh, no, or no. anything but yeah. he, he's a good source of inspiration and i love checking out his color palettes and, and things like that and whenever i'm like how do i like this scene i'll go and pull out his art book and have a look at it I'm like okay i i got this now okay you know, i feel more comfortable yeah because that way i guess having that influence you didn't just need to dive in and be like i guess these colors and yeah kind of yeah like, exactly and the aesthetic you know i think yeah. i think there was some characters too that i just kind of 
colored my own way. And right, like, yeah, I did not yeah, picture him looking like that at yeah, all. Yeah. <laughs> but it, 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 yeah. was, it was, you know, it worked. We went with it. Yeah. I yeah. Who it was exactly. But. Th- it was, uh, there's a character named... Oh, Camus. Uh, was it Camus? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was Camus. Yeah, yeah. So he was supposed to be uh, black. Uh, when I, like, when I was writing him, it was, like, a black dude. Uh, and then when when it was getting colored, um, was he like purple? <laughs> yeah, he's like light purple. Instead. Yeah, nice, nice. yeah. I don't know, it, it yeah. just I started coloring him that color. I'm like, that fits. I'm yeah, go with that. No, I love that. Whatever works, you know. It's uh, and every issue like the skin tone like changes like yeah. slightly too. Yeah, oh, it okay. kind of yeah. it'll change kind of depending on setting. And stuff, yeah, lighting changes. It's really cool. I, I love it. So the, do you color relationships? Do you re-release number one and kickstart it again, or how did you go about that? No, we just went straight to uh, chapter two for the next Kickstarter. Yeah. Yeah. So you colored number one. What did you do with it? We released like, it. Uh, I know, think we... You just kind of paid straight up to have it we, reprinted we with We pretty color much and... sold out of yeah. black and white issue one, so that was enough to yeah, reprint fund it. the oh, reprint. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so then, you guys are being smart financially about rolling yeah. this stuff over, yeah, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then... Uh, we did do the Kickstarter for issue or like for chapter two. Yeah. Because uh, we knew printed costs were going to go up doing it in color. And yeah. it's a longer book. It's almost twice as l- the length of the first one. And what year was issue two? 2022. Yeah, 22. Yeah, that was last year. Yeah. It was just that recent. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And yeah. you're working on four already? Yeah. And yeah. five, yeah. Oh, shit, you guys are rolling. So five is almost done. more time than an hour a week doing things Yeah. Now? I mean, yeah. we're still, we all have. I'm on full-time rest. jobs and yeah, I have sure. kids yeah, and yeah. you know I'm doing rust for chapter five at the moment yeah okay. so I got like one and a half pages to go then I start inking yeah yeah and yeah. give it over to Mr. Pretorius hopefully I'm done coloring issue four by that point yeah <laughs> nice so you guys is it just happily rolling along so efficiently that you're able to churn this much out or are you putting deadlines on yourself like let's try to have this out by certain show or certain yeah. period or yeah uh, we, we aim for things but you know things come up i had a uh, pinched nerve in my elbow ooh. i'm kind of still yeah, just get getting way, over right? yeah um it just set me back on a lot of stuff yeah. um but you know we we definitely we have we have goal posts that we try to hit and yeah it always gets away <laughs> yeah it always gets away because life happens and you, yeah, you expect it, it like yeah i can sit down like four nights a week and i can i can no, you know, bang this out. You just said you have kids. Yeah, no, I got I got two kids, like three and seven years old. I, I yeah. but I get them to bed and I, I sit in that color until like you know twelve one o'clock. And yeah, then, my kid just turned twelve and I'm just starting to like be able to like say things to myself like maybe I could do this a couple hours a week, yeah, or yeah. kind of thing. You know, well, I know, when I started, my youngest was one. Yeah, you know, my my oldest was five, so it was already kind of hectic and. Hey, no, I hear you how it can get nuts. My kid was born in 2010, and that's when I started this show. So I oh, decided, wow, okay. oh, I had a, I just had a baby. Might as well start a podcast. <laughs> I don't have enough to do time, now. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be tired enough. Jesus. <clears throat> you never know when, right? So might as well do it. Yeah, but I mean, coming from our aspects, too, it's also kind of nice when, it, when it's not the thing you're relying on. When you do have a full-time job and this is kind of more just your passion yeah. Yeah. and, of course, you want to succeed, at least you, you don't have – because, you know, I, I know – so I'm sure you guys have met enough now. These guys, like how many people do we know that live off this? Yeah. It is that. so hard. I can't believe some of the professional artists I know, how they get by on anything. Like, yeah. Especially in this world we're living in, like how expensive these things are, you know? Oh, definitely. Just, no, a, lot, a lot of them 
At least the ones that we know. No, with AI time. and so, everything. Yeah. Absolutely, right? So. so then what's the plan? Is this just going to be an ongoing thing you guys are going to continue to do? Do you guys uh, like, ever have anything else you kind of feel like working? Like, you're a writer. You must yeah. have other shit kicking around, right? Um, so, uh, I mean, regarding the city. Pour it into the city, yeah? Uh, I'm not doing any other writing. I mean, I do have other uh, things I want to write. Right. But uh, right now, I, I mean, I just don't have time. I hear you. But hear uh, you. the yeah. city is planned for 23 chapters. Um, what? You've, what? Wait a <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's already written. So <laughs> We're not four and five. So how, did you take... It's going to be the next 20 years of our lives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How did you get... Did you just write that far ahead? Oh no! This is this is uh, my uh, it was my thesis project like from like thirteen years ago. So right? you're still building this. St- oh no, it's done. But it was okay. Hold yeah, on, yeah. hold on. I gotta understand. Was because my impression was that you took the whole thesis yeah. and shrunk it down into a one issue comic. Oh no no no! no, no you no, just no. took a he piece spread it out. Your the- yeah, so this yeah. is thesis is stretched out. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, this is very He's expanded cool. upon it. Yeah, yeah. Right. so that's cool. It's it's kind of funny because uh, even for the our prologue chapter one, um, that was I, I took a um, a scene from one of the in like in the middle of the story. I took that out because it was a short scene, and then I thought it was a good. Uh, experimentation for me and thank you to do a proof of concept. Yeah. So I took that out and made that the cold intro. So it's like a foreshadowing of um, the story, Was right? Was that premeditated? Like, did you, when yeah, you yeah. originally did issue one, you're like, I'm only going to take a piece in case I want to keep more. Oh, that's yeah, very, yeah, it was. like, you know, forward thinking. So... Recently, we got a review back from, from one of the, <laughs> the, the, best the yeah one of the many comic book reviews right. I submitted to, and the guy was like, "I don't know where this." I think I, was, I mean I'm paraphrasing, but it's like I don't know where this story is going. And then it was like a five point five, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, <laughs> five point five out of ten. That's a passing grade. Yeah, that's yeah, a that's passing grade. We'll take it. Grade, yeah. For sure. yeah, so like even like uh, I mean, even two, three, and four, and like and and five. They're all like very small pieces of a much much larger like um, story. Yeah. So, it is gonna. I mean, I think until chapter five, people are just gonna be really confused <laughs> <laughs> because it's all the setup and there's all these different like characters coming in. Yeah. And it's just like Act One, right? And I think most single issues when people read it, there's still a complete like at least one issue they can read understand like everything right. that's going on. But I think I'm also coming from like a manga thing where. This is an over arc. Yeah. There's yeah. like a big, big yeah. arc and yeah. it's the it's a big story. Yeah. And um, Well, people must be enjoying it enough that you've guys have been able to get to an issue four and five with it. Yeah. Yeah, I think you know? so. I mean we we've done pr- decent enough in sales. Yeah. And we've had some good appearances. We got a, some good ones coming up. Yeah. But so, I think also people are being nice too. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I can never tell if people are just being really polite to us. I think or it's shit. But people I don't like have it. to lie right yet because <laughs> I haven't actually read it yet. So I, I don't have to not be honest. Don't well, read I'm it. I'm looking forward to reading it. Um, so uh, you, was that the first show that you had ever done? Was the every first time you set up uh, no. was the 10th fan. anniversary show? Or were you doing no, the pop-ups we did, before we did, that? No, we did a couple before that. Yeah, we did okay. Fan Expo. Um, 2021 yeah the October one the October oh, one the, the last, first one yeah. back after COVID okay yeah. the one in like yeah. fall yeah yeah. it's like my so f- weird we were, I know yeah, I yeah, was yeah, like yeah, yeah. I didn't even realize until like the last day I was like hey it's Fan Expo I'm wearing layers <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just weird like I didn't even notice until the the, the last like 
the last day. Yeah. Aren't usually it's like hot and humid. Yeah. 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 Are you guys doing this year? Fan no, Expo? No. 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 We're going to be at, uh, well, Troy and I are going to be at SPX. SPX, I know what so, that is. Small Press Expo. In Maryland. Okay, yeah, yeah I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a fairly, like, uh, well-respected like, uh, kind of event. Yeah, right? yeah. Kind in, of like a TCAF type thing. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, in the U.S., so it's okay. going uh, to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be I great. Think. Yeah, it's going to be Is this your time. first U.S. appearance? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah. We're and so excited. And what made you it. decide to hit that up? Just because of its rep and... Well, we wanted to expand a little bit yeah. to the U.S. Yeah, um, sure. And... I'd heard of the show before. We knew some, we know some people that did it last year. Uh, mm-hmm. Friends of ours like uh, Jason Lapidus and Chris Sand again, a group of seven oh, comics. Yeah. Ricky yeah, Lima. Ricky. Yeah, Ricky. Dudes too. like yeah. that. Um, and they, they all had just great things to say about the show. And I think it was like last, the last day of like uh, signups to like get into the lottery. And I sent these guys the link. I'm like, should we try it? Yeah. And we did it. And then, what, like a month, month and a half later, yeah. you get an email saying you're in. So That is rad. Nice to, like, stretch it out, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's very rare that I, it's taken years to convince a lot of guys to start heading down south and, like, pushing your comics all over, you know. Yeah. You get yeah. this sort of, like, weird bit of credibility once you've done something outside of, like, the GTA being, you know, a GTA kind of uh, creator. Once people hear that you're like, oh, you you cross the border? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, you're expanding like I, I i don't know about you guys but i've heard a lot of like whoa that's amazing congratulations like we're just doing another show guys but i think it's, it's just not in toronto this time i think what a lot of people in this community see here's the weird thing about the ontario community comic book community is it i'm not saying this in a biased emotional way but it is something special it's unique in the way that there's no other place on earth that has layered generations of the absolute top, top professionals working in the industry for decades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you can name 50 almost of the top guys still working who all live within two hours of each other in this province. You know, Ken Lashley, Ty Templeton, Dave Ross, like it just like like David Finch, a- Jason. It goes on and on yeah. and on. Yeah. It's, yeah. It seems absurd when you put a whole list there. Yeah. And that combined with what I think are the years of um, access and education, our museums, the art culture, Sheridan, Ryerson, that and being close to New York. Mm-hmm. I think these things have coupled over the past decades into making this really is the comic book creator making at like Mecca of the planet. Yeah. Where in this concentration, you got the best of the best. Yes. Yeah. And that has created a certain insular bubble where this is almost like people don't realize how much is out there because this is almost enough it almost seems so epic here unto itself people go to fan expo here and they're like oh my god i can't imagine doing something else like you know so i've had this theory that it's almost like people don't even see yet quite that there's so much other cool stuff out there yeah, right? yeah, yeah. so that's why it's cool that you guys have punched out i remember when i finally got sean daly a few years ago to finally like come down to michigan and Shay, Andrew, uh, Shay yeah, yeah. on. Oh, yeah. Finally oh, got yeah. those good friends to <laughs> come friend out and be like, can we please leave on fucking Ontario, right? Yeah, and yeah. we went out and we did Motor City Comic Con. Oh, awesome. And just like that blew everything up now. And now we got cool things like Becca Kinsey's doing New York Comic Con this mm, year. Nice. Like, things people didn't even consider in the past, right? But yeah, it's cool that you guys decided to get out there. There's some like weird logistics about it, though, too, as a Canadian trying to go across it's the border difficult. and do this yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, 
and you know and, and dickie's got his own issues with getting across dickie i don't know if you want to talk about it or not but like he won't be able to come with us sure that's cool up. yeah like yeah. that's just how it's gonna end up having to go unfortunately uh immigration and all that is, no, is a you. tricky tricky you know thing. how many amazing artists down there can't come here because they had like a like a D ticket when they were like like yeah. 15 or 16 or some stupid shit and for 30 years later because they had a drunk driving like ticket they can't come here what? yeah yeah it's drunk true. driving is true. the single worst thing if you have anything to do with drunk driving in the states you will not get into canada canadian custom can smell it detect it <laughs> Well, no, like, they just have to look at your criminal no, record. We're talking about yeah, you your criminal record. If you have a ticket or anything for like, it could have been thirty years ago. You yeah. will not get in this country. You will have to like jump through hoops to get like special permission and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, and the states with the way their immigration is too. Yeah, it's it's, it's a, hard. a little off topic. Even even with music, like I go to shows and, and like we got to the shows and like the, the organizer sorry guys this man from the stands can't make it yeah. absolutely how many got, shows back got, in the day? Got, yeah i know yeah. got turned yeah. around in the customs they, they they're not gonna make it to the show on the set list yeah. tonight like happens all the time yeah. where a member doesn't get through or yeah. something <laughs> yeah, i saw my favorite new... <laughs> band i remember uh, the slackers is my favorite band is the scott scott i say i know them yeah i worship them i've seen them 25 times in toronto what they, they could make it to canada they, uh, they... one time they came and one of them couldn't and we all knew why because his, his name was Q Max 420, right? Of course. So we all knew why yeah. he didn't get over the border. <laughs> yes. Right? But I like that. They were delayed and there was these issues, and he had to stay behind because they found him packing and shit, but the rest of the band came over and played. But yeah, it can be tricky, man, for sure. I think this is something that can be talked about, I don't know, with the government or whatever. Like, this issue, it needs to be resolved, I think, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Because we're not trying to build, like, a factory in the United States, yeah. or we're not trying to, mm. whatever. We're just in. It's an indie comic scene, right? Yeah. Like we're well, trying you gotta to start drinking and driving, Dickie. Yeah. Get in. <laughs> well, no, yeah. it's like those little. Like it's so nervous. Like you're, like it's it's safer to send your shit down there. Like yep. most of my friends will have friends around. They will send their books to a show before they even go. Yeah. So when they're crossing that border, they can just be like, no, I'm just going to as a yeah. fan, right? Yeah, well, like, that's what you got to do. The paperwork Good reminder, and yeah. the charges. <laughs> yeah. When, when, I was at, yeah. when I was at TCAF, you know, there was a lot of like uh, U.S. artists. I probably should talk to them and see how they did it. And, but yeah. Well, Fan Expo is actually pretty good uh, considering because they actually try to set them up and help them. They have a lawyer and a financial guy at every show. Wow. Yeah. So what they actually do is they exchange your money before you leave the show. So you don't if like so if Americans come here and they get their Canadian money, they don't have to like take their Canadian money back with them or go to a bank in Canada before right. they leave. They have a guy on site at the show and you go to him and he exchanges their money and does all the taxes proper and everything and then they send them back to the states. That's so, a good deal. Yeah, Inform is actually really, really good for doing that because, like, you know how lost and confused these are artists. They don't yeah. know what the hell how to do all this shit. They just right? know how to make pictures. Yeah, That's yeah. It. It's, it's totally crazy. So, how has the community been for you guys? How's this experience getting to know people just like outside of the fun of like creating an awesome graphic novel? You guys have been meeting so many people. Yeah, so it's, it's been so right. sick. So I'm excited because this is fresh. I like yeah, yeah. I like when freshness yeah. comes into the scene. And you guys are super fresh, you know? Um, like, 
um, I mean, just the, like, I was telling these guys just the other day, like, I had, like, coffee with Francis uh, Manipal. Okay, yeah. And that was fucking yeah. sick. He, he just kind of <laughs> came out of nowhere and, like... Yeah. He, like, he just, like, messaged our uh, Instagram account. And he was like, yo, I like what you guys are doing. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, then, and nice. then I followed up with, hey, man, like, we all, like, love you. <laughs> Do you have, like, time for coffee sometime? And then he was like, yeah, just come by my studio. And then, like, I came by and then we had, like, an hour and a half, like, long, just, like, conversation. When you say studio, do you mean Raid? Oh, no, 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 Raid. like, okay. his own studio. Beaches, okay. Yeah, right. in the yeah, beaches, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, we were just, like, there was a coffee shop just outside. So, he came down and we just, like, chatted for, like, an That's hour awesome. and a half. And See, it was so sick. this goes to what I was saying. Yeah, exactly. About, uh, how many yeah. places do you have the opportunity to go have coffee with fucking pros like that yeah will just be all over the place yeah and there's so much teaching and mentoring and layers yeah. of and now it's fun to see the new guys coming up like uh you know all the guys got big but now you got jason Lu- uh jason low yeah. yeah and yeah uh, j Lo. Yeah. <laughs> 10 years of saying lou it's fucking hard he's man. indonesian yeah. too but, uh yeah well this is do you know why this all went down yeah this is because of his mama and his mom said, Jason, you got so popular and never, why don't you want to use your real name? Yeah. Said, oh, okay, mom. Because he just, it is a hassle, right? Yeah, yeah. But it worked. Everybody's on the chip now. We all know that Jason Lowe is Jason Lowe, Mrs. Lowe. Yeah. So I hope you're happy about it. Yeah. But him, uh, Allison O'Toole, just crushed yeah. it at San Diego. And, you know, the, now they're the next kind of upper. Yeah, yeah, for sure. New guys, like you coming yeah. in. It's like blood. one of the reason. I think it's one of the reason. like... I want to move to Toronto. Like I didn't yeah. even realize like the amount of like heavyweights that live in the city, like yeah. Del, Mun- Del Mundo, yeah. Manapol, yeah. uh, yeah. McNeven, yeah, Ramon, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just it's all those great guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean you don't you don't you don't you, you don't realize the amount of Marvel DC heavyweights that's been living in it's it, freakish, or, 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 right? Freak, yeah, that's it's a I lot, say. and like, but they, they've been so low profile and. You know, something I told told my friends about it who also read comic books about, yeah, he's from Toronto. Wait, no way. He's Canadian? Yeah, Yeah. he's Canadian. He lives in Toronto. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he's like... Yeah. And people always, like, seems to, like, shock about it. And they as they've jumped around, there's been, like, spreading of influence, you know. And, I mean, Marcus Toe moving out to uh, Calgary there. And uh, when I was at Calgary Fan Expo recently, you know, I was asking him, like, it's so like from Toronto to Calgary. He's like, love it out here. It's great. Great people. Scene's growing. They got a strong scene. Nice. In Calgary? Yeah. Okay. yeah. McFarland Town. It's <laughs> a huge comic book town. Yeah. Really? When I go, it's weird because it's set up go. in a way that the exhibitors are in a different building from Artist Alley. Artist Alley is its own building. So you got to specifically go to that That's building cool. for comics. That's yeah. what I'm talking no about. No other reason to go to that building. And that building is consistently at least as, if not more, busy than the Exhibitor <laughs> Celebrity Building. What's up, boss? How's How are we going? doing? Are you talking about Tate Bromo? I'm going to Calgary Comic Con. Oh, Fly us to Calgary, <laughs> Killer Carlos. Killer. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Fly us there, please. Fly you there? <laughs> <laughs> we'll tag along. We'll tag along. Hey, you got to shoot your shots. You got to shoot your shots. Right? You know, Fan Expo should do that. Yeah. That's no. like one of our yeah. biggest. We always talk about that a lot about like Artist Alley or even in Artist Alley, I think for independent creators like Comic Indie, it yeah. should be like separated yeah. from the other like. Absolutely. It's, it's very tough for indie yeah. comic creators in those big shows in Artist Alley. And I, that's yeah. part of the reason we were not really looking at those shows anymore is yeah. you get drowned in 
Everything custom made socks. Comics. Like, yep. We did custom Toronto Comic Con last yeah. year. Dog we were post. beside a dude that sells dog bandanas. Yeah. yeah. And then you know anime prints. Have anime you guys tried prints. applying for a guest spot yet? Uh, we I don't think we have. No. Uh, He's got three books out, right? Yeah, we're Published, like yeah. we're not really least, sure. Yeah. That's more yeah. than enough to apply I, for a guest table. I, I emailed Informa many times. <laughs> and yeah. they never get back to me. Well, you guys Who just got to keep in? making the links. Email- no one the knows. You know so, I mean? Kevin Boyd? I emailed. So I, I did my deep dive research into like LinkedIn <laughs> for looking at <laughs> the whole information. <laughs> so I got all of their emails. <laughs> and also on top of that, they're, they're on their website, right? And then I like just send them mass emails. Just be like, hey, please. <laughs> like, let us in. All you needed was an introduction to Kevin Boyd. You yeah. just said Kevin Boyd. Yeah, I know yeah. Kevin. Kevin, you guys met Kev? I have never met him in person. We follow each other He's online the, and stuff. The, but the leader? Kevin is Kevin's the uh, comics lead for yeah. Yeah. Informa Fan Expo. I was uh, told Kevin he's the guy. Kevin is a legend in this uh, industry. Yeah. Kevin ran the comic book lounge in Toronto years ago, which was a legendary spot where uh, Ty Templeton used to run his comic book boot camp out of. Oh. And they were connected uh, with Gorilla Printing as well. So at one point, that was a huge little hub. And then Kevin actually helped start the very first couple shows in Toronto. Right, yeah. And there, I don't know if you guys have heard about these, but there were convention wars in Toronto. I did not know about And it was between, uh, how Paradise did it work? Comics. It was Paradise and, and, and Amon from Fan Expo. Territorial, eh? It was a total oh. territorial shit show. When, when was that? Like, what oh. years were that? This was like, what, late 80s, early no, 90s? 90s. 90s, yeah. Maybe early Mid-90s. 2000s. Oh, that was okay. Wow. Late, late 90s. 90s. Early 2000s. Yeah. yeah, that's about when I started going. Paradise advertising their show at a fan expo. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin was part of that crew. Kevin works for Yeah, and now Kevin has... Back then, it used to be Hobby Star. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember those hobby That's stars. Right. So, like, I started going to. So, what was that like? Like, you stay in the east, I'll stay That's in the west, or whatever. Or what are you talking about? The like, like, like the territory wars. Yeah, yeah. Get in, get in. Come in. Hello, peeps. Welcome to Elegant Weapon with our host Jay Clark and our guests of honor here. Or what? The city guys? The city yeah. guys. The city guys. All right. Anyways, let's get back to this war. Yeah, it was a brutal war. And we even made the papers. Toronto Star. What? Everything. Yes. <laughs> so it came to a point where uh, Paradise Comics was doing the show at uh, the Enercare Center at the X. Yeah. And it just died there. But then they tried to... got they got, They'd been bought out by Wizard World. Ah. Yeah, and Wizard, Wizard tried... Moved their show to the convention center. Okay. And the mind went like, hey, we got the convention center. The convention says, no, you don't have rights to this. And they say, if you want rights, boost your shows. And that's when Toronto Comic Con came into effect. Fan yeah. Expo came into effect. Christmas show came into effect and right. some smaller ones. Yeah, and that was the start of start and end of the Toronto Comic Wars Actually, uh, at conventions. Which very was, well done. Thank yes. you, boss. We appreciate that. Yeah, you're Thanks, right. Carlos. Have a good time. It's a good history there. Have a wonderful time, Queen Clara. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that all that shit went down. And uh, yeah, I had no idea. I had Kevin on the show like years ago, and I didn't know about all that. And he oh, wow. laid it all out too. And I was like, oh my fucking God. So, again, with the other stuff I was talking about, there's history mm. here as well, right? Because all this crap went down. I'll introduce you to Kevin, though. We'll, yeah, uh, I, I we'll would love to meet Kevin. We'll introduce you guys to Kevin for sure. Um, 
yeah, at some point. I guess you guys will be away doing that other thing for Fan Expo time. But uh, Yeah, a little bit after. I think it's a week or two after Fan Expo. Yeah. Is, is Kevin um, the person who also owned uh, Silver Snail as well? That's no, a different no, person. Different person. Okay. Uh, George Zotti. George, right. Yeah, yeah. Never mind. I met George Zotti. the exhibitor yeah, yeah. lead. Uh, he used to manage and part own. Zotti own? Zotti, he owned Silverstale for a bit too, right? Zotti Did he just manage it or own it? When Ron retired, sold it to Zotti. Zotti, became, Zotti was his original manager. Right, yeah. Then became owner. Yeah. Then moved it to Dundas, had investors, and uh, yeah, they yeah. booted him out, and now it's... Now he, now they're back on Queen Street again. Yeah, yeah. so I don't know yeah. who... Uh, I don't know anybody associated. So that's the cool thing. Right. At least, like, Fan Expo is actually ran by all, like, local comic book industry. Yeah. Like, the people who built the shops and yeah. this and that. You know, which helps us, because this is why now you see so many more, you know, Canadian artists who are able to go to Fan Expo Boston and Chicago and right. other places, mm-hmm. because... Our guys are running shit. I'll never forget when I heard Kevin take was taken over because I was just like, "Oh my god, we're running the asylum now! <laughs> we're gonna be able to do whatever we want." You know, I actually just yesterday signed my contract for the comic moderation for this year. So uh, to let all you people know, uh, August twenty fourth, fifth, and sixth, or fifth, sixth, and seventh. I don't know. It's one of the one of those three days, but the last weekend in August, there Fan Expo Canada. I will be returning as your official comic book panel moderator. Oh, nice! Uh, so that will be lots and lots of fun, guys. Where can we get the city? Where can people uh, get their hands on it now? So you um, you can read it for free as well online. Okay. Yeah, perfect. it's on our website. It's called sarazard.com. It's S E R A Z A R D dot com. Okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you can read it for free, or if you want to support. You can buy the prints there as well. Oh, nice! Yeah, nice, nice. So we, is we, the book on the shelves? Has he got any on the shelves? Or yeah, I believe he has one and two. Yeah. All right. So have you guys like been around in the shops or getting them to put yeah, them on the shelves? I think we have some. Yeah. We had some at Beguiling. Beguiling they were nice, nice. available at Sidekick. Gotham, Gotham Central. That was number one for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, There's uh, Seattle Push Pull. Uh, there's like another small town in Midwest US, um, and then uh, where your brother is, you know. Well, uh, how'd you get it out there? Uh, so my sister lives in Seattle. So when I went to go see her, I brought I brought a stash, and then I just oh, ran around. Oh, I see. Yeah, <laughs> you much. guys need to do a tour one day. I mean, geez, we got hundreds of comic book shops. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, around, you know, yeah. Yeah, but, or you can find Choi uh, at Young Dundas Square on most Saturdays selling comics. Yeah. Not maybe not so much anymore. Not He's got anymore. other stuff going yeah. on, but it's been hard to go out. Okay, but, yeah. yeah. So what's the deal? You just literally go out to Young and Dundas Square, which for people who don't know is basically the Times Square of Toronto. Yeah. You just go literally set up a table and yeah. hawk books. Got into fights yeah. with preachers. Yeah, he sets up oh, in yeah. street characters. Awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like, do, do you need a place. permit for that? Or <laughs> probably, yeah, probably, yeah. but don't care type situation. Yeah, you need a permit for it, but uh, there's a lot of just like buskers there doing it illegally. How many times have you done it? I guess it? this is not good. <laughs> like, I'm it's it's no, too late. It's already yeah, happened. Yeah, no, no one cares. cares. Anybody yeah. listens to this is going to be fully supportive of the situation. Yeah. He's done it dozens of times. Well, it just reminds me of Zdarsky Con. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zdarsky set up a table right out front Fan Expo. Yeah, and he I held heard. a mini con in his hotel room. 
Yeah, well, that's well, like Zdarsky Con. We didn't we didn't get into TCAF in 2022, so we set up a table out front of TCAF. Fuck yes, guys. <laughs> and then I was walking around with a bag full of books and just going to other creators and trying to sell. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Guerrilla warfare, man. Yeah. Guerrilla I, warfare. I, it, it's kind of I think a little bit in the community been the thing we're, we're known for. Whenever people hear that, yeah. they we think that. I don't know. I feel like sometimes they're gonna be like, "What?" Because we're we're just kind of taking into our own hands. But everyone's been super supportive of that, and I think it's pretty awesome. And I hope it inspires other people to just get out there and throw comics at is, people. I can tell you, I talked to a lot of people, and this is the reputation that you guys have built. Is you came out of nowhere and you're doing it your own way. Oh, and, awesome! Which yeah. is awesome, and I don't mean that in a like fuck everybody else. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. DIY. You guys yeah. have been yeah. very involved yeah. and awesome, and uh, but yeah, definitely, yeah. And there's almost like this excitement that you know you guys are like new and still learning it as you go too, right? Which yeah. uh, people yeah. just love that. They love to get behind that and support people doing their own thing. You know? Yeah, I, I think you know as far as indie comics go and stuff, we're definitely trying to bring something different. And new, something that doesn't look like yeah. everybody else's stuff on the shelves, and uh, try to just bring a whole different vibe to it because comics can be whatever you want to make it, and yeah, yeah. we're just making our thing. That's yeah. awesome. That's, That's one awesome. of our like things. Like, we try to like just do whatever we want, and yeah. we like support each other to make decisions, which is always like super cool. Like we, every single issue so far, it's been, it's like different. You know, like yeah. Dickie's yeah. penciling is, is evolved. Um, Coloring has like like changed sure like um, yeah 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 it's it's for for me and I think for like all of us like, cause it is a passion project like we're just able to do whatever we want to do yeah and yeah. like I think um, there's energy to that when you see like our thing even if you don't like the story that's my fault <laughs> but like I think the the pencil of the inks and like the colors there's so much energy to it like yeah. they're like oh I, like this is a fun project. The story kind of, eh, whatever, it's 5.5, but I, there's a lot of energy. Yeah. <laughs> the energy is 11 out of 10, Five. if anything. Yeah, yeah. For so, B-movie uh, standard, 5.5, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's an A score for that's a, a yeah, that's, that's, exactly. that's full star for me. I grew up with the American ninjas and... Uh, yeah, like, yeah, 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 man. Yeah. Like the ninja. Yeah, all that stuff. Hell so yeah, for man. me, that's an achievement. Like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm the B-movie guy. My favorite so. was Revenge. Revenge. Revenge of the Ninja. Shogasugi. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God, Sick yeah, man. Um, but yeah, it's evident that you guys are having a blast and kind of doing it your own way and doing your thing. I tell you, I not once in the history of the past 12 years of this podcast have I ever once been given press for Fan Expo Canada. I've got tons of others all over North America, New York Comic Con, Boston, Chicago, everywhere gives me press except Fan Expo Canada. It's a very long, old standing theory by the community that when this show started it was like not that it's not still very pro cannabis but it was like in your face fucking cannabis and comics basically mm -hmm. was how this show started with my with an old friend of mine yeah and uh and that kind of like i guess was like not a family friendly enough thing so i could never right. get pressed it stuck <laughs> yeah. with me but mm -hmm. i guarantee you there's not one other single show that has even a quarter of the amount of creator interviews that i have done at fan expo over the last 12 years by just fucking going in and doing it. Mm -hmm. Be yeah. like, fuck you, Gorilla Pod then. You know, you're not getting me a press pass. I'm going to get in those trenches. I'm going to dive into Artist Alley and just fucking do it. Nice. Yeah. And, you know, luckily right I built the support of all the creators, you know, but now they're like, they never know when all of a sudden I'm going to come out from behind their banner <laughs> with a mic just stick in their face and be like, how's it going, right? 
but that's the fun of it. So I love that you guys kind of do the yeah, same thing. You're like, screw it. You don't want us to give us a table? We'll set our own up right fucking here. You know? yeah. 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 It's also desperation, though, because uh, <laughs> I, like, I have all the prints in my in boxes in my house right and then i wake up i look at it, i'm like oh man i gotta go out and like you sell are the, so the writer right. <laughs> you're right. doing I, I get it because you're doing all the worrying you're doing all the stressing aren't you yeah, yeah i'm stressing <laughs> yeah. a lot right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, stress. Yeah. that's the thing the writer does their part and they put it down and they got their story and then you guys the first, get engaged but then that's where your next the first, part becomes yeah. stress and marketing yeah <laughs> the first box of print that we had the black and white yeah. the teaser he was not in town so he had to his roommate has to sort of like pick it up for him from the concierge <laughs> okay and i came over to take a oh, look I right remember that. and a little detailed story his roommate was eating like indian food in one hand and was checking out the comic <laughs> oh, <laughs> i'm just like Lord. standing there <laughs> laughing i'm like this is hilarious <laughs> like technically speaking it's like quite a distance between the, the food and the comic i was just like uh, you know, it's it's our first copy. Like it was just like, <laughs> like I don't know, yeah, man. Yeah. I want to put the foot down. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> like, get it. I just saw recently Agnes Grabowski did a a TikTok where she did that, where she had like her table. You know how people come up to your table and show. Yeah, she's spilling food on her, fucking setting shit down on it and everything. Have some respect. Know where you are. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Dundas Square, it's like that nonstop. People oh, just come I'm up sure to you. Some zone. guys street meat in their hand, yeah. just dripping mustard. <laughs> yeah. Like, what you got there? The ashing cigarettes <laughs> on the comic books. Uh, like, uh, like homeless people just come by, just like start touching it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. How he, do, he does it. Like, I, 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 I can't. Either, I can't man. do well, stuff. I, I get panic attacks. Like, I can't. Like, yeah, that's why we do the art. We just yeah. hide in our holes and we make hide the pictures. In our holes. Yeah, in it's the usually the writer who does the ballsy shit to sell the book, and I'm yeah. not even kidding. Like. Like, yeah, I, dude, it's true. You it's, know, like like ninety percent of the guests on the show end up being the writer because they're the one who talks about it. They're the one who shouts it out. They're yeah, the, they're the loudmouths. It's always the writers, right? Like, yeah, that's that's. It's yeah. funny because I since I got to know more people in the community, like Chris Anigan, yeah. and then like even Eddie, we're all like close now, and yeah. Us three, we can just talk and we know that we're like the writer of the crew. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it's there's like a different vibe, you know? Point. Yeah. 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 Well, hey guys, uh, congratulations on uh, everything that's going down for you. Thank you guys you. keep pushing it. I'm really excited to see where all of this goes. You're a welcome addition to the fucking community. And you guys are rad. And thank you so much for making. Oh, thank you. To come all the way out here to Gotham Central to hang out and have a fucking chat with me. Yeah, Uh, it's so much more fun to do this when we can get together. Uh, But as things go on, keep in touch. We'll keep updating the people. We'll keep having you guys come back and chat about each issue as it comes out. And uh, I'm going to go get my own, and then I'm going to read it, and I will give an honest review. But uh, whether the book is a true 5.5. 5. 5. 5. 5. Yeah, 5.5. 5. You guys are tens in my book. How's oh, that? thank you. Awesome. Dickie, David, Dave, or Dave and David, whichever way you want to throw it. These are the guys behind the city. Thank you, fellas. Thank you. Thank for having us. That's all we're going to have this week on An Elegant Weapon, kids. Take it easy. Bye-bye.